It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We are here for the final NFL regular season week. Uh, playoff. We're here for week 17. Playoffs start next week, and we're ready to go. I'm joined by my co-host here, Austin Weinrich. How you doing, Austin? We're in 2021. You doing okay still? Yeah, um, I haven't died yet, so that's <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, just ready to put 2020 behind us and uh, get this year started off right. Yeah, um, I've been seeing a lot of these commercials where they've been like comparing 2020 to like Satan and and all and all these crazy things. And it's like when you look back on it, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of this, a lot of the talk, obviously, with COVID, but you know, we had we had murder hornets, we had uh, landslides, we had wildfires that just engulfed the entire planet. Like it was crazy when you think about it. And now we're on, uh, you know, we're January 2nd here in 2021 and, and, uh, nothing bad has happened yet as far as I know. So, well, uh, if the giants win the top three finishers in the NFC East will have a six, six, six. So (laughs) Bryce might be born in New York. If, uh, yeah well uh that would that would kind of make sense i mean you know the giants uh you know they've been um they've been something to behold this year Uh, i think that's the best way the the nfc east as a whole uh it would be fitting if that were the case so we'll 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 see uh, a lot riding on uh tomorrow's games here Uh, we're on a saturday here um Let's start off with some college football because we'd got to, we had some big games last night, and uh, you know if you've been following us on Twitter, we have just been killing it this past week. You know the last episode we had, we we titled it "I'm Dreaming of a Green Christmas," and it was definitely a green holiday season for us. Um, it's it's just been uh, you know a, a great run here, something that I don't think we've we've experienced yet, as far as uh, the the success that we've had. So uh, a great holiday season, and uh, good tidings to you and to me. And uh, so these games last night or yesterday started at noon yesterday. Uh, we were all over Cincy at plus. I think we got them at plus ten. Yes. And Georgia came out slow, ended up winning the game. Uh, but since he since he put a tough effort in there, uh, got us the win there. And I, that was did you watch that whole game? Yes. Uh, to be honest, since he would have won that game easily if uh, their starting left tackle didn't get a targeting penalty and get thrown out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that yet where an offensive lineman has gotten a targeting ejection. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a late hit. It should have been a personal foul, but I don't think it was targeting. But I because he cocked his head. That as a, as an offensive lineman who played in college, I know you you messaged me about this while the game was going on about the false starts by I think it was number fifty five. Uh, was fifty one? I think something something like that. But you, I know you were you were pretty upset about the whole thing because it seemed like every drive he had a false start. <laughs> Every every third and two or third and one that since he would get in, he had a full start. Yeah, and the, that and that kills you. He had one right at the end of the towards the end of the game too. They had a third and two and uh, pushed him back to third and seven. And um, Georgia ended up being you know rallying to to win that game. 
but they, you know, they win by three and we were feeling great. The whole game, we were feeling great because Cincinnati was basically winning wire to wire. Uh, and then, you know, we hit a nice little parlay. We had a nice little parlay yesterday, a uh, small amount, but paid out, you know, around the $500 range. And, uh, you know, all the college, we, we were just on all those games yesterday. We had Cincinnati plus 10 Northwestern uh, minus four and a half with the over, uh, Notre Dame plus we got them at plus 21, which was, you know, fantastic. And then finished up with Ohio state plus seven and, uh, really, really turned that college football Saturday into a, to a nice win for us. Yeah. Um, you can't do much better than that. We were four and oh in the college games. Yeah. Straight through had them all pegged. And, uh, like I said, if you, you know, if you've been uh, following our tweets and tweeted out a little bit yesterday, we were, we were pretty much on everything yesterday and, uh, you know, it was just a great day. So college football playoff, uh, you know, we had Alabama beat Notre Dame really, you know, Notre Dame ended up covering, but they never had a shot in that game. I know you were, you were saying, uh, you know, Alabama's, you know, you give, you give Nick Saban, uh, you know, a few weeks to, to study and you're going to have some, you're going to have some trouble. Yeah. He's just dominated the college game. Couldn't make it in the NFL, but has dominated the college game and it continues. I mean, last year, I think was the first year they haven't made the college football playoff and now they're probably going to win it this year. Yeah, and last year, I mean, they they ran into LSU. Who, I mean, LSU was on a. It was almost like it was, uh, you know, destiny for them to win last year. But yeah, Alabama going to the uh, championship game for it seems like, you know, every year they're there. And then a little, I guess, a little surprising. You know, they were a touchdown favorite, but Clemson losing to Ohio State. Ohio State. I mean. Th- you could argue that they were the they might have been the better team when they played last year too. Uh, started off hot. Clemson ends up rallying to win that game by uh, by six, twenty nine, twenty three. But Ohio State just dominated that game last night. Yeah, um, from wire to wire, to be honest, I think it was fourteen fourteen after the first, and then they put up twenty one straight in the second quarter. Yeah, I think they went. They went into halftime thirty-five fourteen. They were winning, and uh, that was just too big of a hole for even Trevor Trevor Lawrence to get out of. And there was a lot of talk about Justin Fields coming in because he had a tough game against Northwestern. We saw Northwestern yesterday too. That defense, I mean, they've got a great defense over there, and uh, Justin Fields just picked apart this uh, this uh, Clemson defense. You, and there was a targeting penalty in that game too. I mean, last—it's kind of funny. Last year, Ohio State in that same game had a penalty, a targeting, had one of their their corners, their top corners ejected. And then we see it on the Clemson side with their, you know, their middle linebacker, who has a history of this. I mean, he's done this multiple times, and he put the crown of his helmet right into the back of of Justin Fields, and I felt that that hurt me watching it i don't know if you saw that play but like right uh, on yeah it was like right on his hip right up right above the hip area and it's just like you know you felt it sitting at home so um you know and that changed the game too after that i mean ohio state just had their way even before that i know you said you you didn't really get a chance to watch too much of the game but 
Uh, Clemson just couldn't get lined up in time. Ohio State was constantly snapping the ball, and Clemson defenders were, were moving around. It seemed like every play they were moving around trying to get set up, and then you move your, you lose your middle linebacker, and that just emphasizes the entire issue So, or magnifies the issue. So uh, Ohio State with a big win. We'll see Alabama versus Ohio State, and who, who do you like in that one? I mean, can you pick against Alabama? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think you can. I mean, I haven't seen. Have they released the spread? I'm sure, I'm sure they. I'm sure they it, have. I think it opened at plus seven Ohio State. Okay, I think that's. I think that's fair. I mean, you don't want you don't want to have too big of an overreaction to, um, you know, to to how Ohio State played. I think. Do you want to guess what the over under opened at? I'm looking at it now. It's 77. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know if I feel comfortable touching that. That's insane. I mean, the way Alabama's defense looked, I know Notre Dame isn't like the most potent offense in the country, but Alabama's defense was not – it wasn't a typical year for them. So, and, I, and we, told, we talked about the game, uh, you know, before it started, obviously, and – I kind of I kind of thought Notre Dame was going to be able to put up points and we were on this you know obviously like I said we were on Notre Dame to cover uh but I thought there would be more points coming from their end and but like you said I mean Nick Saban with 3 weeks to kind of figure out how to go about attacking you it was obvious that that you know that coaching mismatch uh was there so yeah, I think Brian Kelly is 0-7 in uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day bowl games. Yeah. I've, I, you know, you get into some of those, and I, and I don't like to get too far into the weeds with, you know, coaches on, you know, on Thursday games after a bye, after, you know, a game that starts after 7 p.m. Like you get, but that's, but that's a pretty telling stat. I mean, you, those are bowl games. Those are bowl games. And, uh, you know, if you're not successful in your bowl games, I guess it's one thing to get there. But you, for those big programs, you need to win your bowl games, you know. And that's why, you know, when we were talking about the Northwestern game, uh, Northwestern-Auburn, the over-under was 43 and a half. And if you look at the history, and this is the difference, sometimes, you know, bowl season comes around and things change. You look at the history of uh, Northwestern, and this is what I was telling you about before the game started. Uh, the last 10 bowl games for Northwestern, I believe it said that, in, you know, Fitzgerald, who's been the coach there for a while, uh, the last 10 bowl games, he's, it's been over 50 points. The total has, been, has gone over 50 points in, in all 10 of his last bowl games. And then you look at the Auburn side, and I think it was the last five bowl games, they were over 50 points, but three of them were over 60 points. So it was like, you know, I was reading up on it and it was like, hey, you know, when you get to bowl season, some of these coaches, they like to just let loose. And apparently that's what Northwestern and Auburn do. They just kind of, you know, take the reins off and say, you know, we're going to play fast and loose here. And, and it worked out in our favor because we were all over that over. And uh, it ended up hitting by, you know, by by the middle of the fourth quarter, or early fourth quarter, we were sitting there nice, uh, able to relax. So, uh, yeah, that's a college football. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going against Alabama. I don't think you can. 
Um, we'll see what happens with the spread. It's a week out. You know, COVID, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? That's going to be a big factor. Like we'll uh, talk about in a second with uh, week 17 in the NFL. Yeah, that's a, that's a good segue to get into some of this NFL playoff talk. Uh, last last week of the regular season. And I know you have a pretty long list in front of you of COVID, uh, you know, players who are out with COVID. But let's let's start with the AFC. And... Right now, the locks are the Chiefs, Bills, and the Steelers. Um, the Steelers can still get that number two seed with a win and a Bills loss. Um, but it looks like the, Ben Roethlisberger is sitting, Pouncey sitting, TJ Watt sitting, and Cam Hayward is sitting. Yeah. So, you know, they've. I think the Steelers have kind of accepted that they're okay with that three seed. And. Uh, they're they're okay with the Bills taking that two seed. So we have the Chiefs at number one, and then the Bills and Steelers. We'll see how that shakes out, but I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, you know you never know what will happen. But um, the Bills look like they'll be the number two seed, and the Steelers the number three. Now this is where it gets interesting because we have five teams here: Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Colts. They are all ten and five, and None of them are playing each other. So, you know, pretty much anything can happen here with these five teams. Um, The Titans are in first place due to a tiebreaker in the AFC South over the Colts. And the Colts at 10 and 5 are the team that's on the outside looking in right now. So uh, out of these five teams, which one do you think is going to be the odd man out when it's all said and done? I think it's going to be Miami here. Okay. Speaking so you, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is out. Yep. He he basically saved their season last week coming off the bench. Yeah, what a crazy what a crazy game that was. Fitzpatrick coming off the bench threw for more yards in nine minutes than Tua did in the entire game up to that point. I think he, he played the final nine minutes in that game and he threw for hundred and eighty yards. <laughs> got help got helped out by that, you know. I don't know what I don't know what the Raiders were doing. Maybe they were thinking like, "Oh, let's pull a let's pull a Jets here, and we'll let the guy run free down the sideline and, and see what happens." Because that's exactly what they did. And Gruden has to be sick uh, after after you know that happening. But yeah, um, so you think the other four teams are are gonna you know win and in at this point? Well. Uh... You got the Ravens playing Cincy at four and ten. I would assume the Ravens are going to beat up on the Bengals. Yep. Cleveland. Cleveland probably will have a tough game with Pittsburgh, even with everyone out, just because I don't know if any receivers are back for them yet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, the Colts are playing Jacksonville, who's one and fourteen. Yeah, if, I mean, if I had to, you know, you bring up the Browns, and I still think that the Steelers' defense is going to show up. It's a division game. You know, you have the the Mason Rudolph is starting, and he's the one that was playing the game when Miles Garrett tried to kill him with the helmet. And I still think there's going to be a lot of, uh, that this is going to be a competitive game. But, yeah, I mean, the Bills... 
the Bills have that, you know, that second seed, you know, they have the destiny in their hands or, uh, or however it goes. Um, yeah, the and, Bills playing for something against Miami. Yeah, so that's and that's the only one that you look at where you're like, all right, well, you know, one of these teams, you know, who 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 has something to play for, and the Bills do. So the Steelers do too, but they've kind of decided that they're okay with three seeds. So uh, the Bills are the only team that really might play an entire game here. And yeah, I mean, I could always see the Browns screwing it up somehow. You know, Mayfield has his, you know, he's been playing well, but, uh, you know, has he turned the corner? I don't know. Uh, division game. I mean, the Ravens, you know, they're going to, they're going to take care of business. Um, the Colts at home against the Jaguars, I, you know, <laughs> you never know with Rivers. But the Jaguars are just bad. And the Jaguars have beat them in the first week of the season. Yeah, that's true. That's their only win. So, you know, the Jaguars would love nothing more than to knock the Colts out, I'm sure. But, you know, all these all these games, that's what's great about, you know, I, the, one, this is one of the changes that the NFL made that I think everybody should be happy about is making these division games at the end of the year because you just never know. You just never know with these division games what you're going to get. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I think the I think the Dolphins, and and to be honest, I mean the Dolphins are the one team here that I think. I don't know. Their defense is good, though. To me, it's the Dolphins or the Browns. Either one of those teams, if they make the playoffs, I'm saying all right, they're one and done. You know, they're not. They're one and done. They're losing wild card weekend, and, uh, you know, so uh, either one of those, I could see. You know, I don't need to see them. Even the Colts. I mean, do I think the Colts is gonna are gonna beat? They had the Steelers. Like they had their hands around the Steelers' throats, and they just they just stopped playing. It's like what what was up with that? You know, they had a chance to 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 basically clinch a a, a playoff spot, and they just let the Steelers you know come back and score a bunch of points in a row and and win that game. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. The AFC is interesting to me. Um, any more thoughts on that before we switch to the NFC? No, I'm picking the Dolphins not to make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I agree with you. I I could just see the Browns screwing it up and somehow losing this game. That's all. Um. So so we'll see. But out of, but out of those, if you're going, you know, based on logic or or common, you know, common sense, the Bills have a lot to play for still. And the Dolphins are, um, you know, there's no Ryan Fitzpatrick to save them this time. So I, I, I agree with you on that. Let's jump to the NFC. All right. The Packers have clinched the number one seed. With or, um, no, yeah, with a win. I'm sorry. With a win, they clinched. So they have something to play for. Saints, they, uh, you know, the, the NFC is just more more wide open here. So Packers need a win to clinch the one seed and get the bye. Saints need a win to clinch the two seed. And if they win and the Packers lose, they will jump the Packers. Uh, this, can the Packers fall to the three seed? If the Seahawks and the Saints both win? Uh, I'm curious about this because they're both 11 and four. 
I don't think so. I think they have the. Do they play the Saints this year? I don't think so. Let me see. NFC. Green Bay Packers clinch first round bye with a winner tie. Okay. And a Seattle loss. Or or a Seattle loss. All right. Seattle clinches a first round bye with a win and a Green Bay and New Orleans loss. So Seattle can, if Green Bay loses and New Orleans loses, Seattle can jump them. If they win, they can jump to that one seed. The Saints. I don't think the Saints can jump the Packers. No, I think the worst the Packers can do is two. All right, so the Packers can be one or two. Obviously, they want that one seed, so they're going to try to do their thing. And the Saints can go two or three, and Seattle can go one, two, or three. So Seattle has the has the most movement possible here. You see anything changing? Um, I think all three teams win, to be honest. So I'm worried about the Saints now with Alvin Kamara being out with COVID. Yeah, I, I, I still think they have enough to beat the Panthers. I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, that's the biggest thing. You know, you talk about COVID affecting some of these games and Kamara's out. So he had six touchdowns last week. <laughs> I think he won some fantasy games by himself. He just won fantasy leagues by himself. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah, the Saints game is going to be competitive, but the Panthers are going to be without McCarthy, uh, McCaffrey, I mean, and Mike Davis, their top two running backs. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the Saints still win. Um, and I don't know the 49ers. I mean. 49ers and Seahawks, that's always an interesting game, a division game, even though 49ers are out. But, you know, if the Seahawks want to be taken seriously, their their defense has been playing a lot better. And uh, Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson, so I think they win that game too. I think all three teams win and nothing changes. That's my That's my feeling. Now we get down to the bubble teams, all right? Uh... NFC East, tell me what you think happens here because <laughs> this could happen. I think the only the only thing is the Eagles are out. Yes, the Eagles are out. Dallas needs to win, and uh, Washington needs to lose. The Giants need to win, and Washington needs to lose, and Washington just needs to win. So what do you think happens? I don't know. I have a funny feeling. The Giants are somehow going to win this division. <laughs> I think the, I, I think the Eagles win. I think the Eagles win. The, the 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 Washington football team they're just such a mess. I know the Eagles are a mess too, but at least you know Jalen Hurts has looked good. Uh, you know there there are some things that the Eagles have done or that you know they've gotten players back. Alshon Jeffrey came back, uh, and and they want nothing more than to. To stick it to the Redskins, or the I'm sorry, the football team. So what do you what do you you think the you think uh, the Giants are going to sneak in? I think they're going to sneak in in an ugly, disgusting fashion. Do you want them to make it? I mean, I, and that's probably a stupid question, but 
I mean, if the Giants make the playoffs, they're going to be playing. The, looks like you, you could, either the Saints or the Seahawks. They could play either one of these three teams. They beat the Seahawks already somehow. No, uh, the Giants will play the fifth seed. Oh, wouldn't they play the two seed? No, because they're a division winner. That record, is true. Record doesn't matter because how did how did, how did that slip by me? That's a good point. So they would play. They would end up playing the Buccaneers. Yes, because the Bucks are they're locked in this seed, right? I, they're they they've clinched a playoff spot, and I think the only team that would. Uh, the Rams. I don't think. I don't. I think they're locked into the. They're locked into the fifth seed. I think. The Rams are nine and six. If they win, then they would have the same amount of wins. See, this is the thing. There are so many. There are so many uh, possibilities here. Yeah, I think they're locked into the fifth seed. So, so I, yeah. New York Giants versus Tom Brady. Yeah, I guess that would be a fun storyline. The NFL would love it. Yeah. Uh, So, hey, I mean, you never know. You know, we've seen it with the Giants before. They make the playoffs. You know, they were 9-7 and team, though. That's a lot different than 6-10. So, I don't know. But, yeah, it's a good point. I'm looking at, like, how can they be be a four seed at 6-10? But, hey, they get a home playoff game out of it. So, all right, so you got the Giants making it. I mean, I would love to say. I don't want to say that I agree with you because I'm worried that I'm going to jinx it. But I think the Eagles are going to beat the Reds, the uh, football team. Well, and no, that football team Eagles game is going to be ugly. Aaron yeah, is uh, game time decision. Coach Ron Rivera believes Alex Smith has a good chance to start. I don't know if he's being optimistic. <laughs> Who starts if he doesn't play, though? Someone you've never heard of before. Do you have it in front of you? No, because I don't think he's ever taken an NFL snap. And then the Eagles are going to no. be with Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson. Richard Rogers and Miles Sanders. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's that's a lot of that's a lot. You know, we saw we saw Deshaun Jackson come back and catch a big touchdown pass, and then that was it. Like that's Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. So Smith can't play. Taylor Heineke would start. So, oh yeah. So Heineke came in after Dwayne Haskins sucked for an entire game, and he actually looked pretty good. Completed 12 of 19 for 137 and touchdown in the fourth quarter. So it was similar to like Fitzpatrick coming in and just doing a good job, um, you know, just really making some plays. And how about how about Haskins just getting cut? <laughs> you know, and and we saw it going into the draft last year or two two years ago now. Um, you know. We were so worried that the Giants were going to take Haskins. How glad are you that they didn't? I mean, Daniel Jones, to me, has been a mess, but look at Haskins. Yeah, I was all over it that 
Haskins sucks. I mean, I watched him a lot at Ohio State, and he was thinking dunker, and that he just had so many good weapons at Ohio State that it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, he he had a great year. I think he he had like forty five touchdowns and just a handful of picks. But like you said, I mean, I I don't know, and I'm not a professional scout or anything like that by any means. Um, but you know, it was just something about him that you you were you were concerned. Same thing with Daniel Jones. I mean, the guy, the guy had so. You look at his numbers from college. He had so many turnovers in college. He had so many interceptions, and it was almost like you know, what were you what were you really thinking taking this guy so early? But that's but that's what happens now with quarterbacks. Uh, I'll put it the best way I heard it described was from my dad when they drafted Daniel Jones. He said, "Duke has a football program." <laughs> yeah, I mean they've they've been they've definitely been better. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones when. When he was there, they were actually pretty decent, but I don't know. It's kind of like that, you know, that Trubisky where, I don't know, Daniel Jones started for more than one year, but his, his you know, his numbers weren't weren't good coming out of college. So I don't really, I don't really know what, what that was all about, but we see it, you know, with Haskins now getting cut, he can go to as many strip clubs as he wants. And he's uh, he fired his agent because that was the problem, right? His, his his whole problem was the agent. So the agent is probably so happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're representing uh, representing Haskins. So we'll see what happens with him. I'm sure somebody's going to take a flyer on him. I mean, first round pick. Uh, I'm sure somebody's going to going to show some interest, but. All right, so you got for a minimum, and you stash them on your practice squad, and then you cut them after camp. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's hard to it's hard to just throw a throw a first round pick away like that. So for them to cut him, uh, that shows you what they what they think of him, because you know, to get a quarterback in the first round these days is uh, and to potentially have them start. I mean, you're saving so much money. As long as they work out, but obviously this was not going to work out. So, all right. So you got the you got the Giants somehow sneaking in, beating the Cowboys and the Eagles beating the Redskins, helping the Giants out. The interesting thing is here, uh, the the uh, Washington and, and Eagles game isn't until Sunday night. It's Sunday night, right? Yeah, they flex that game to Sunday night. So you're going to be tuned into that Sunday night game if the Giants win. I mean, if the Giants lose, it doesn't matter. But, um, well, it'll matter for the Cowboys fans. But uh, yeah, you know, I can guarantee yeah. I'm going to fall asleep during that game. <laughs> it's going to be an ugly. It's going to be tough to watch. But just you know, if the Giants win, I you know, I'll end up having to watch it just to you know the Giants. They always find a way to pull you back in. So. As soon as you want to tap out and say, you know what, I'm done. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was just livid. Daniel I was like, Daniel Jones sucks. Blah blah blah. If you can find a way to win this game, get in the playoffs. You know, the six and ten record. I think a lot of people are just going to say, ah, eh, whatever. You know, six and ten, whatever. They made the playoffs. They did what they had to do. But uh, six and nobody should be even sniffing the playoffs at six and ten. So um, we'll see. Something nice to build on. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's always good. Positive message for going into next year. Uh, what about this? Uh, you know, you have the Arizona Cardinals as a winning win and in here. Um, the Bears are sitting in that seven seed. You see anything shaking out there? Who do you think's who do you think's gonna? Because if the Cardinals beat the Rams, the Rams can still make it if the Bears lose. But if you have the Packers beating the Bears, this is, it gets all confusing in the brain. You know, you have all the, all these scenarios. You have uh, you have anything weird going on there? I mean, the Cardinals should beat the Rams. At, I'd be more worried if I was the Rams getting knocked out of the playoffs here. They starting for them because Jared Goff's out. Cooper Cup is out. Another COVID case for Cooper Cup. Uh, John, Michael. John Wolford. Exactly. This is who's. <laughs> who is that? I don't even know who that is. I don't know. You'd have to click on his name, and <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what college he went to. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, but they had apparently his uh his college head coach. Uh, is giving him uh, some encouragement or, or giving him some props here. Let's he see, went, John Wolford. Where'd he go? Where'd you say, Boise State? Wake Forest. Oh, Wake Forest. Okay. All right, so Wake Forest quarterback coming in, rookie, right? He's a rookie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how the Rams pull this one out. He is not a rookie. He's not a rookie. Okay, so just we've never heard of him. He was an undrafted free agent signing to the New York Jets. <laughs> uh, this is what we get week 17. So it's kind, of, it's kind of upsetting. I think, you know, Jared Goff's out with a legitimate injury. But how do you not have a better backup quarterback? Because the Rams literally have no cap space, so they have these are the people they have to sign. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. Yeah, they gave Goff a bunch of money. So, but hey, the you know Cardinals should win. But again, division game in the NFC West, just you never know what's going to happen. And the Rams losing if the the Bears need to win. The Bears need to win to get into the playoffs. Oh no, no, they don't. I mean, the Cardinals could lose if the Cardinals lose to the Rams somehow, and the Bears lose. Bears are in tiebreaker. So I don't know. Somebody needs to win and just put put the other team out of their misery. You know, so uh, a lot a lot can change. Definitely at the back end of these, you know, the the playoff seeding in the AFC, nobody knows. How that's going to shape out? We know we know who the top three teams are going to be, but outside of that, we don't know. Um, and in the NFC, I guess we have the same thing: top three seeds, and then outside of that, nobody knows. So we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. It's going to be a, a long day of football. All sixteen games. There is no Monday night game. So all sixteen games being played on Sunday. A lot of action. And uh, let's get to our picks because. With a lot, with 16 games on Sunday, that's a chance for a lot of money on Sunday. So let's get let's get to some of these picks. Recap from last week. You have those numbers real quick. Yeah, you went uh, 4-0-1 last week. Very nice. Your season record is 46-32-2. and 
Well, I went one and four, and my season record is thirty-eight, forty-one, and one. Okay, yeah, I had that. I, t- I actually tweeted out our, our uh, I tweeted out my my NFL record this year, and I was a- I was actually off. You you are correct. I had I forty-seven, thirty-one, and two. That's what I have. But um, either way, good good season. Uh, and and uh, your your prop bet record is just insane right now. I've, I tweeted that out as well, and we've been tweeting out prop bets. Like, I don't know what it is. Austin's got the the magic finger right now with these prop bets because twenty one and five, or actually twenty two and seven. So you're hitting at over seventy five percent, which is just insane. Uh, so you really need to to pay attention to what Austin's throwing out there on Twitter, but. Let's get to our picks here. Let's get to our picks for week 17. And uh, we're going we're gonna to do things a little bit differently, I guess, this week, right? Yeah, it's just going to be whatever games you feel comfortable with because there, there are a ton of games that if you're betting some of these games, you are a degenerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's true. I was joking around the other day about... Um, we put we put money on one of the, one some random college basketball game, and I was like, "This is when you know, this is when you know that things." I think it was maybe the Air Force basketball. Like when you put money on on an Air Force college basketball game, something something's wrong, you know. But all right, let's get to let's get to some of these picks here. I have a few. You have a few. Which what's your first one here? We're not. I'm not even worried about the head to head because we can't even. Yeah. So so what do you got for your first pick? I'm going to take the uh, Bills minus three. All right, Bills minus three, something to play for. Is that pretty much it? That's your rationale? Yeah. Um, to be honest, it hasn't looked great this season. And the Bills have been playing, honestly, probably the best football out of any team in the NFL. So I'm going to ride with that. Cole Beasley's ruled out this week, though. But uh, John Brown comes back for the first time in six or seven weeks. It's a big deal. I mean, we haven't seen much of him, but last year he was a he was a big time player for the, for the Bills. And Stefan Diggs is just like insane. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you talk about guys that outside of the quarterback position for MVP. I mean, I mean Devonte Adams and him. I mean, those are the two top. Those might be the two top wide receivers in the game right now uh, in the NFL. So. I mean, Cole Beasley being out, that doesn't – I mean, to me, he's hes a nice safety blanket, but getting him with John Brown, getting John Brown back, uh, I do like that. I do like that pick. What else do you got? Uh, My next pick, I'm going to take the Giants plus one and a half. This is just a homer pick, and like we talked about, I think the Giants sneak in somehow. So, so you just, you know, plus one and a half. You just basically going to go money line on them. Um. Or do you want to, you know, you get the, a little security from, you know, they usually play each other close. If you want to not get too crazy, you know, you stick with that one and a half. But uh, to be honest, it's not that much of a difference. It's only plus one hundred seven compared to minus one ten. Yeah, you might as well take the points. Yeah, for a. What thirteen dollar difference, basically? Yeah, yeah. I, I like taking the points and just being a, 
being a little on the safe side. That's something that that we've been doing, you know, at least that I've been doing when when we've been placing these bets is just buying a couple points because you know, I mean, you know, you just I don't know, it's you just never know. Vegas is on Vegas is on some of these games like you're just you're just sitting there and you're like how how do they get this right so often you know <laughs> you know well, it's a dollars building algorithms and hiring people to write those algorithms yeah yeah i mean we that that's that's what it is it's just you know you sit there sometimes and you're like how do they how do they how do they figure this out but you know it, you buy a couple point you know buy a point or two uh, sometimes it's worth it and you know you're giving up a little bit of money i know we talked about this yesterday what three three and seven are the big the threshold numbers there yeah those are the points you want to work through so if you if you're getting a th- you know three a plus three or minus three maybe buy a half point make it three and a half that's what that means uh it's more for teases like you're not going to tease a nine point team because you're only crossing the seven, and you could still push a three. You would tease an eight-point team because then you cross the seven and three. Okay. So, yeah, for football, you're talking about uh, usually the teasers are six points, right? I mean, yeah, so six and a half, seven. Yeah. And I've even seen the weird one, ten. Ten-point teaser. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that makes sense uh, to get – you know, you always feel better. I personally feel better if it's, uh, you know, minus three and a half to buy that, buy a point just to get over that three. Even if it, you know, not, not even just talking strictly for teasers, just in general, buying that point, taking a hit on the payout. But, you know, some of the, some of these games, you know, it's, it, it pays to get those points. So, um, so what, what else do you like? Any other ones you like this week? Yeah, I'm going to bet one more. I'm going to take the Raiders minus three against the Broncos. This is more of, I just think the Raiders want to go eight and eight. Are they they seven and eight? Yeah. Uh, They fell off big time. Yeah, they lost three in a row. You know, they should have lost four in a row. They shouldn't have beat the Jets. So they have played like trash this last month of the season. And and John Gruden needs to salvage something from this because you're stuck with him for what another eight more years. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of the year they were playing well, and he was, you know, with the mask and the fines, and everybody was like, oh, but you know the Raiders are good. He's a great coach. Blah blah. blah. Now, you know, you see, you know, losing three out of four should have lost four in a row. Uh, you know, winning that game in the last seconds to the Jets. I mean. It's really taken a turn for the worse here for Gruden and that Raiders team. So, are those the three that you have? Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm gonna concentrate on this week. All right, I'm w- I'm gonna go with you on the Giants. I do, you know, plus one and a half. Again, kind of kind of just a homer pick. Uh, the 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 Giants should have beat the Cowboys the first time, and um, you know, if they had, then this would probably we wouldn't even be really talking about the you know they would probably still have to win this game but uh you know they should have beaten the first time with prescott in there and uh being at home i think the giants are gonna gonna at least make it a close game so i'll take the one and a half a couple other ones i like here 
you know, you you brought it up earlier. I know that I know the Panthers don't have McCaffrey or Davis, but the Saints without Kamara, uh, you know, Drew Brees relies on him so much, and with him not being there, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. I think I think Sean Payton's going to figure something out, but plus six and a half, and you talked about crossing that that threshold, maybe by a point, maybe by a half point or a point and a half, or I'm sorry, by a half point or a point and get that over seven um, where you're at plus seven or plus seven and a half. And I think, I think the Panthers are going to, I think this is going to be a closer game um, with the, you know, out, outside in the elements and the way the Panthers want to play. I think, I think they'll, this, this will be a close game. Uh, you know, I have two more here. I have the Cardinals minus three. I just think that this, this is basically like a battle of attrition and the Cardinals have more players that they can use. And with uh, with Wolford starting at quarterback, who we didn't know until just a couple minutes ago, I feel a little bit better about that. Sean McVay, good coach. Uh, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think he's such a good coach. But the Cardinals, you know, they, they should win this game. And if you're giving me three points... For a team that has Kyler Murray and Hopkins and uh, you know Kenyon Drake and Edmonds, like they have players that they should be able to win this game. My last one here, and this is just purely because I don't think Belichick wants to lose to the Jets ever. Uh, the Patriots at minus three. I don't think Newton is starting. I think they're going with Jared Stidham here. But I think that uh, I think Belichick's gonna gonna pull something out and and win this win this game here against the Jets. And I know the Jet the Jets are locked into the two the number two pick, right? Yep, that cannot change. All right, so I mean, I guess that they you know they've got some they've got pride to play for, but so do the Patriots and, and Big Bill. I don't think he wants to to lose to this Jets team. So I'll take the Patriots minus three just to round it out. And that, that game means nothing. So that's always dangerous, but Hey, it's uh it's big bill against the Jets and he never, he never wants to lose that game. So I'll take the Jets. So let's recap our picks for week, uh, week 17 here. All right. Uh, we're both on the giants plus one and a half. You're on Carolina plus six and a half. The Cards minus three, the Pats minus three, and my two other games are the Rams, uh, the Raiders minus three, and the Bills minus three. All right, so yeah, let's finish up on a on a positive note here. Um, you know, as far as I haven't calculated what I don't know if do you have the calculation for uh, for the winnings. Uh, not off the top of my head. I can tell you what, what percentage you're hitting at. Yeah, what percentage am I? I think I'm. I think I'm a little over ten ten units plus ten units this year. But what's the percentage? You're hitting at fifty-seven and a half percent, which is right in that sharp range, right? That's above sharp range. So we're squaring up those sharps, as as our name implies here. So we're doing a good job and. I mean, you're over 75% on these prop bets. Uh, 
and you don't have you want you want to wait a little bit, right? You don't you don't have anything right now. You want to wait till tomorrow, probably. Yeah, I'm waiting uh, for them to put out some lines on some prop bets. I haven't seen many out there right now. I was telling you, the only one in the Falcons Buccaneers game is Edo Smith. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I don't think you're putting any money on Edo Smith, right? Uh, no, I promise that's, you that. <laughs> that's safe to say. Uh, but yeah, you you guys really need to to check out our Twitter, and just in just just in the in the holiday season week here from from sa- from Saturday to Saturday, we and not including today because we haven't pushed out our picks yet for today, but we will. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, we are we're up eighteen units. That just to put it in in perspective for you, we're up we're up eighteen hundred dollars just in this week alone. So, you know, you, you really need to, to, to look out for what we're throwing out there. Um, and speaking of social media, why don't you throw out our, our media uh, for, for the listeners here? Yeah, Twitter, it is at Square the Sharp. Instagram is Squaring Up the Sharp. Email us at squaringuptheSharp at gmail.com. YouTube, we're at Squaring Up the Sharp. And like and subscribe, rate and review. Mm, that's really it. Yeah, the uh, the the big thing for us is Twitter. So make sure to follow us on Twitter. We've been tweeting out like crazy lately, uh, trying to get people on board with our picks because we are red hot. So look out for our picks today. We'll have some some college football, maybe some college basketball as well, and then for tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow's the big day. So Austin's gonna have his his uh, his prop bets that he's gonna send out. And we'll uh, we'll tweet out some of our best bets for you. So, uh, I, my friend, I hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, we haven't spoken since Christmas. I hope you had a great Christmas and a great New Year. And uh, I'm I'm feeling great going into the New Year with with this kind of hot streak. Let's keep it rolling. Yep, let's keep it up. Here's to squaring up the sharp.